0: You're listening to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. Tune in each week to learn how we can all make inclusive marketing the industry standard. Welcome and welcome back to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. We have Jess Helens on the podcast, who is the founder of Wild and has been here before when we went on a tangent of a rabbit hole about period marketing. Definitely recommend checking that one out. We had a good debate. However, Jess, for the individuals who may not have heard that podcast or may not know you, please tell us about yourself.
1: <laughs> Hi. Uh, I'm Jess. I'm the founder of Wild Co-Working, uh, which is a virtual kind of hybrid community of women and non-binary people in business or self-employed women and non-binary people. Um, I think you're going to ask me about the kind of background of Wild, so I won't go into that too much, but um Yeah, we're a hybrid in that we primarily like hang out together online, co-work together online, do goal setting sessions, workshops, all of that, all on Zoom. Um, But we also have in-person meetups in London, Bristol, Froome, and then other areas that I'm looking for ambassadors in. So anyway, we're a hybrid. We're virtual and we're in-person. A fusion.
0: A fusion. I love it. And... I wanted to talk to Jess about Wild because Jess doesn't know this but Wild and Wild's marketing have been on my case study board for a little while. Um and I've been meaning to to talk to her about it. I'm just like how can I approach my friend and tell her I want to make her a case study? Um, <laughs> but instead I'm going to ask her to be on my podcast. No, but um the marketing for Wild is very fascinating and I think Jess has heard the what is an inclusive marketing question before so i wanted to shift it and ask you what does an inclusive community mean mm-hmm. to you uh
1: it's wild basically which I'll, of course i'll explain that um inclusive to me and and i think if people don't don't um work in our kind of spaces as in uh, a space for a, ho- a space for holding a community or a community mm-hmm. holding space for minorities or um marginalised groups, then they might think that a, a community for self-employed women and non-binary people might be exclusive and not mm-hmm. inclusive, mm-hmm. which I've definitely come up against that conversation and that question when I was first setting up WILD. Thankfully... <laughs> Times have changed a tiny bit in that people realise how um, important it is for these safe spaces, both online and in real life. Um, In order for us to, I don't really, I mean, I guess gain a bit of equality, but that is so complex and that is like, we know that it's not just about like, oh, okay, if we uh provide a platform for these people we're we're good we want to be equal with the oppressor like that it's all very complex but essentially um wild is an inclusive community even though it's for self-employed women and non-binary people because i wanted it to be (laughs) it's, it's great that it's me that owns it um but how you bring that, those people together, because I get asked that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you find those people? And there's two levels to marketing your own personal brand. And at the beginning, it was really, really hard to do my own marketing because I'm a marketing person. Mm-hmm. And it's always hard to do your own stuff. But now I've kind of got through that. And I realized that um, being myself is absolutely like the most important thing and I genuinely believe in that whatever you put out there you bring back in and and I think that goes for brands as well you know like that's kind of like old-fashioned um or traditional marketing technique is if you if you represent you bring those people or whatever you're trying to market back into your business
0: but I'm curious to know because I am part of Wild and I've seen the members and yeah. even in the your description of it, it's for women and non-binary people. Yeah. As, as far as I know yourself, you're not non-binary. So how do you market your personal brand and make a non-binary person feel included and feel like they can approach you? Because yeah. I'm just going to come out with my bias up front. Yeah. Communities mm-hmm. for women especially when there's a white woman leading it, tend to have a certain kind of zhuzh of, I'm a mommy blogger and I'm going to wear leggings and we're going to have $50 lattes and we're all going to sell courses about how, I don't know, um, herbal essence can change your life. I have no issue with herbal essence, do not sue me. But that's the kind of, anytime I hear Communities like that, that's the imagery that comes in my mind. So having a tagline that includes that and is trying to put that out there, but you're also the face of it. I imagine it's quite difficult to market.
1: Yeah, it has been really difficult in that I wanted to be inclusive and I'm very aware of me being a white woman from Mm -hmm. the of of course, I know what I am, but as in like I know that if I am I'm not like that. That's the thing. I think I think it's because I'm not that leggings wearing. 10 pound latte person no shade because I love takeaway coffee and A I love parties but I'm not that like I mean I, th- I think the the difference is is that from the very beginning I was like I don't want it to become that because that's part of the patriarchy that's part um, of the racist patriarchy that is like peak white feminism and it's so easy for me to like capitalism makes it, you know it doesn't give you much option mm-hmm. uh, other than really going for like the the path of least resistance mm-hmm. and not making a change. Um and, and having a purpose-led um business that wants to make a change, like Wild, we want I want to change the business landscape. Like that's what I've always wanted to do because I don't want to keep going to networking events that are full of white men in clippy croppy shoes. That's why I started it. Hold on, wait, clippy
0: cloppy shoes. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? The gr- the grey suits and the clippy cloppy shoes. <laughs> and they're like super
0: Pointed you it? <laughs> and shiny. Why are they so shiny, shiny? shiny?
1: But they've got like watches, but they're quite loose watches and they might have like crumbs from the bacon back down them. Like um It's a
0: very detailed persona, not thinking of anyone specific.
1: You know exactly what I mean though. Those ones that are like if you go to a networking event, they're a bit sweaty and quite red um, and don't respect you and would never expect you to own a business.
0: Mm, um, they ask you, who do you work for?
1: Oh, the amount of times. Like, oh, who do you work for? Uh, myself. Oh, what is it that you do? Like, mm-hmm. suddenly you like feel like a schoolgirl. That's my experience. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're digressing again. Sorry right. about that
0: you're saying while is on a mission to not be that so, so you're not so when you're creating your persona you have that list of what it's not and it's yeah. not clippy poppy shoes suits, <laughs> and crumbs on your chest
1: yeah unless you yeah. want crumbs
0: on your chest but yeah
1: I mean no shade like I've got crumbs on me most of the time so it's just mainly that I didn't want it to become this like classic traditional business networking where we like have business breakfast and men were there because mm that's not a space that I was enjoying. I didn't feel accepted. I felt underestimated. The amount of times that I've been underestimated as a business owner is shit. And it's it's been too often and I was really frustrated with it. And so that's been my mission from the start and that's been my objective. And, And that's kind of been a journey for me as well because as we are aware, I do not represent a large chunk of the um audiences that I want to help change the business landscape not for because that's very white savior I I mean I want to change the business landscape so everyone feels like they've got a place in it
0: um sorry I was just gonna uh, ask so when you're creating so when you're thinking of content yeah yeah and you're thinking of creating for those individuals that you don't necessarily have the lived experience for what what comes how does that vision board appear because I'm guessing you can't look at your competitors marketing and be like okay we're going to steal some of this and do a little bit which is the traditional route you know you look at your competitors and then you differentiate how you want to be slightly different or slightly similar to what they're doing
1: yeah
0: where are you pulling from
1: I'll be honest with you, I wish I was that strategic with my (laughs) own (laughs) Nazi.
0: Let's admit it, we say it, we advise clients and then we're just like fudge cakes, just everywhere.
1: I can, I can um, advise people as as, like till I'm blue in the face and it will work. Like Mm -hmm. my strategies work for other people and I, I I do like, I do, I know who I, um, who my audience is. I know what my objectives are and I know what kind of content. I need to produce, but honestly, it's, I think, mainly in our, in the way that I talk about Wild on the website, mm. it's it's more about the copywriting and the things that I say, than, yes, the imagery is great, and that's really important, um, to show people, um, how brilliant our community is, and like, what's available, and who I am, that's fine, but actually, the way I talk about WILD on the website especially, I'm very, very clear that we are not welcoming. You are no, never allowed anywhere near WILD if you're a TERF, trans-exclusionary radical feminist for those who don't know what turf TERF is. Mm-hmm. Like no way are you allowed anywhere near us. We're inclusive, we're intersectional and we welcome women and non-binary people. But also what I talk about is how um world is here for you it's always here for you and you can come as you are and I talk to people very and and you've seen me talk to people within the community <laughs> this week I really went off on on like my um how I felt about business and you know my thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> which can go anywhere but Really, it's from a lot of personal growth and learning so I don't share stuff until I'm comfortable with you know that I've done the research to make sure that I am using the right language and that I am representing people in the appropriate way and and, and I think the difference with wild is like for example when we first started we um when I first opened wild it was a physical co-working space and I described it as a um co-working space for people who identified as a woman right mm-hmm. and woman had an X where the a is.
0: Mm-hmm. That was a um, thing that was going around for a while.
1: Yeah, that, that was at the time appropriate mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of the language that was used and um, I have lots of friends who are part of the trans community and so I spoke to them about certain ways that I was talking about, Um, who can use the space, that kind of thing, the language. I did my research and that was correct at the time then I noticed changes. I did my research again. And I understood like the kind of phrasing that I needed to use. I think that's the difference is that it's it wasn't performative. Mm. It's just part of what wild is is that it'll I, I'm also always open to being wrong. and I think that's where people we've spoken about that a lot in the past as well, you and I. That's where people go wrong bizarrely is when they're afraid to go wrong. So then they don't try at all and they don't like mm-hmm. look into how they can be more inclusive. And I'm not saying like I am wild is, is not like 10 out of 10 inclusive or, you know, accessible, but the, my objective is always that. And whatever budget I've got, I'll, I'll do as much as I can within my means in terms of like, you know, making things accessible, there's free stuff you can do, like making sure all our in-person meetups, are uh, uh, on step three level mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and explain exactly where we are, who they can expect to see. Like there's loads of ways for it to feel inclusive.
0: But I think one of the main things you're mentioning though is you have full control of the tone of voice. yeah. And that's where you're, it's so fascinating yeah. because for most big organizations, the focus tends to be on imagery. But I guess something I didn't even consider with a personal brand, the imagery is you, It is what you have access to, is who you turn up to. But the tone of voice is where you have the most creativity to represent. Yeah. I also love what you said around you updated it as it goes. The thing about inclusive language is that it does change with the times. Yeah. And uh, not. I don't know if I would... Uh, I don't know how to phrase it. But... And obviously you didn't do this in this manner. But the user research you did by asking your friends. It wasn't... It's was like, here's a form, But... <laughs> And having access to individuals who are different from you seem to influence all of those changes. And it's just fascinating. Now that I'm thinking about looking at your marketing, and I highly recommend individuals to go look at it, how much the tone of voice probably plays more into it than I suspect. Yeah. Because when you think personal brand, you think person.
1: Yeah.
0: But I guess once people look at you, they like you, then they go onto the website and then that web the website content and the tone of voice you have there probably reassures any kind of biases they have about what you or the club might be like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that makes such a huge difference. Um and it is it, it it's it's really subtle things that people probably don't notice. And I certainly don't anymore because it's like well i do make a conscious effort to make sure that i am using the correct language Mm -hmm. if i'm talking about something specific but for example um if i'm talking to everyone in the whatsapp group Mm -hmm. i won't say good morning ladies i'll say Mm -hmm. good morning everyone Mm -hmm. um or I'll say wonderful people, not wonderful women. Yes, we use women, because it is for women as well. Like, I, I, it's, it can be inclusive and specific at the same time. But it's those kind of like subtleties that make people feel really included. Um, That's the difference. And I, I think when I like, sometimes I, I offer like free chats, if someone wants to have a chat about what wild is, and whether it's right for them. And I'm, really upfront about what world is and what world isn't and I have that on the website as well you know I talk very openly and confidently about what world is and who isn't welcome and Mm -hmm. what that does is turn off the right people and it brings Mm. the right people
0: there's exclusion and and inclusion
1: yeah I want to exclude those turfs I want to exclude people that are happily um racist or ableist or ages basically it stops people from (laughs) applying when I use that 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 language and it touches a nerve it's unlikely that they'll come into well that's what I'm hoping I don't want anyone horrible
0: (laughs) coming in I'm curious to know we're using intentionally inclusive language in the majority and all of your content as far as I can see Mm -hmm. how does that have an impact when you do have People that stumble upon your content because we can't control who sees it. Yeah. So when you do have people who are not your target audience, yeah, because a lot of people I speak to they have a sense of fear of using inclusion language because they might not use it right, they might not use it. But there's the other side of it where when you do use things like women with X, I remember for a client we used that and people started commenting that you're erasing women and da 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 da, da and it's like you're not our target audience, go away. But yeah. how do you tend to engage and react when you have that situation on your content if you um, have it
1: thankfully I haven't had it for a while but I definitely have had it mm-hmm. when I first opened I was a target for um what's that really prevalent turf campaign where they've put billboards up about what is a real, real woman mm-hmm. um they've like oh I can't remember what they're called mm-hmm. but um she came for me and um basically just launched an attack at, at our content and at me in the dms and um i just i kind of at first i was like oh, crikey what on earth is going on because it's never nice if someone comes for you you know like mm-hmm. whether they're horrible or not um but it was a massive lesson in me knowing that this is absolutely needed mm-hmm. what she did was, <laughs> was the opposite of what she was hoping to do she actually reaffirmed to me that how important it is to have these safe spaces because people like her exist mm-hmm. and they want to erase trans people they want to erase number and quite quite literally that that's how they talk and so I was like mm-hmm no let's have a conversation and I knew what she wanted she wanted an argument and I wasn't going to give it to her Mm -hmm. because she already knows what I'm going to say right so I just whenever that comes I I haven't had it for a long long time thankfully but if I do ever have anyone kind of questioning what world is or like as in not in a good way (laughs) um I just treat it with grace to be honest. And if they disrespect or they're horrible to me, I'll block them. But generally, I'll have a conversation because it helps me learn too. I think a lot of the time when you are in a bubble and like the way that algor- algorithms or, ha- or however you want to describe it, you become part of this bubble, right? And, and I'm in a lovely, wild bubble that I have to actively step outside of and seek out for example, like the awful GB News or whatever it's called, that horrible news outlet. Because you watch it. Yeah, no, no, I don't watch it. I don't watch oh. it. If if someone shares, um, like one of my like socialist channels <laughs> <or> <laughs> that I follow, oh um, shares like a tag of that news channel's so Instagram, for example, I'll go and watch a bit because I think it's so important to see how people are talking about issues in the world and what still needs to, as in like what I still need to work on in order to change stuff and um, what language is being used and how I can tackle that and how I can change the world. Because how am I going to know what needs changing if I don't break out of my bubble? Mm
0: -hmm. You have to delve into stay,
1: If I stay in my bubble, I'm going to think, oh, job done. I'm not going to carry on and that I honestly think that that's why bubbles are created because then there's no conflict right and conflict means change and so for me going to like forcing I went to a really corporate networking thing the other day and I was like oh my god I hate it but it was important for me to see that because I felt out of place again and I felt nervous and sick and like no one was very friendly and I was like well it's changing then And that still
0: gives you, that's continuing to define what your USP and what makes Wild special. Like if you, and I I agree so much, like if you stay too much in your own world and maybe one day society catches up to the way that, not catches up to us, like we're 10 miles ahead, but things change. Maybe, you know, all networking events change and then people can't differentiate what the difference is. Yeah that again I'm all I'm classing it all as user research yeah. <laughs> competitor research and user research but it's a good way to stay attached to what's happening the viewpoints and to make sure you're excluding the people you intend to yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and I I think that's a big mistake that people I don't know if it's a mistake or that not all communities like ours actually want to affect change whereas I do, and so that comes into everything that I do. Like, you know, am I making people feel comfortable? Um, Am I encouraging them to turn up as they are? And that means, you know, on our goal-setting session, that means keep your camera off if you want, keep your mic off, turn up in your pyjamas, have a cry if you want, because the amount of times I've worked in toxic toxic corporate environments where I've, God forbid, shown some um, emotion and been made to feel like I'm not good enough at my job because mm-hmm. I've got emotion whereas in in my opinion as a self-employed person we we can use all of that to to create businesses that are way better than all these like faceless corporations so why not allow people to have space to feel safe as they are and and be and turn up completely as themselves that's the change that's where the change comes from
0: where do you think because I I had an interesting challenge the other day around so you you, essentially what I'm interpreting is about being authentic being your full self in all aspects but there's an element that's happening especially in personal brands and marketing where authenticity is kind of getting faked where you know sometimes they forget to cut the camera too soon when they're crying (laughs) or they're 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 organizing scripts to, of arguments or they're making up fake things when clients didn't pay them. Yeah. Uh how because I'm. I know you don't do any of those things, but there's also an element of when you're being yourself, that is part of life. Like I know I've seen yeah. a couple of your reels where you're talking about the stresses of just running a business.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you balance? I don't know what the opposing thing to it is, I guess being fake authentic to real authentic. I do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. How do you balance how that might be perceived?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think I just give less of a shit.
0: <laughs> Fair.
1: Like, if someone thinks it's fake and I know it's not, that like that's fine. You crack on. I'm not going to fake anything. I'll just be complete, completely myself, which is also my downfall in a lot of the time. A lot of the time, because I don't like batch content. I don't like think. Oh, I, I know. I'll talk about this in this month I'll talk about you know I know that I've got memberships opening next week for example so I'll make sure there's information about that there's like uh, a schedule for what's coming up this month that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. when it's me and like my stories and reels quite often I've I've recorded that reel 10 seconds before I posted it because I felt like talking about it
0: are you the only one doing your content
1: yeah yeah I think that makes such a difference. And I, I, and I do think that there's like, it's that small economy thing. Like I, I, that's that's the challenge for me is making sure the community still feels intimate and that everyone has access to me bizarrely as the founder because ultimately I'm the one that's like talking about what I want to do and what Wild is and people are signing up because they like what I talk about. Mm-hmm. And so often I've, I've joined communities where you join and you expect to meet the founder and then you're like ah oh,
0: you get 2 seconds of them I'm and they disappear
1: yeah they've gone and i don't want that to happen that's the balance in uh, in authenticity for me is that like i always want to show up authentically in, in wild as well as outside you know in public and that mm. means that my energy is not sustainable a lot of the time so strategically it's not brilliant but I prefer to be completely myself and for growth to be slightly slower which I'm not sure it makes a huge amount of difference rather than create content just for content's sake because it always falls on flat is in my opinion anyway.
0: So the the slow growth is a a new aspect of business as well but I'm curious to know because you making content in that manner and again we know better as people who consult marketing we encourage people to get schedulers and do all these things but I guess your two options would be getting someone to help you with the content and slash or introducing another face to the brand yeah the introducing another face one is the one I want to kind of explore because that as a personal brand introduce another cast because I I call it a cast because we watch (laughs) YouTube and we see these things and we kind of forget people are real people until we meet them. But introduce another face, another member to your cast.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you think you'd go about really getting across the brand tone of voice, really getting across all of these things that are somewhat instilled in you and you've portrayed onto the business and now they're kind of one of the same? but scalability wise if you want to bring someone else in
1: yeah so paulina is our community coordinator and she's kind of part of the business regularly um she helps me behind the scenes but she also runs sessions and like she shows like answers questions works with in-house coaches that kind of thing so she's kind of part of our team page she's a freelancer with her, within her own right she's not employed by me as in PAYE but she I pay her on a retainer um, because of that scale of I need to scale a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you do with a business. Um, but she has been a member since I opened the doors for the trial, right? Mm-hmm. So I opened I opened the doors um physically in our co-working space for as a like open day. She was the first one through the door, and she was like, Oh my god I'm so happy you've opened this and and really got wild she still does she brings a totally different type of energy to me which I think is also really important for a community because it can't all not everyone needs to relate to me which is fine there's lots of different people that um like what I'm about but maybe could do with someone else's point of view on something which I think is really good again I think you have to be just really careful with who you work with. And and as the business owner of a purpose-led business, like I've got that wrong before in terms of someone working for me, like in a VA capacity, it just wasn't right. But I wouldn't bring them into the community until I was absolutely happy that they wouldn't one, they wouldn't like offend anyone, which is, you know, basic, <laughs> mm-hmm. but two, that they know how to look after a space and how to keep it safe. Um, And, that, and, and that's the uh, key thing at Wild is that, yes, we are primarily a business network. And so whoever works within that, me or Paulina or whoever else might come in to like run sessions or coaches, that kind of thing. They have to believe in the world mission. They have to believe in what we stand for. And again, the way that I talk about it will either put people off mm. or make them go, hell yeah, I want a piece of that action. I believe in what you're talking about. And I think because it is such a strong, like, as in like, it's very clear what we're about, it's easier in that sense. It's higher to, hire. to yeah. find the people that believe it um whereas if you're like a business network and you haven't really got like you've got a team and like you just want to bring people in to make money and blah 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 and it's quite general then it, it on one hand it might be easier because you know you, you don't have to worry too much about whether someone's going to keep it safe or not but also it's it's quite hard because then you can't really align your team with your brand mm-hmm. so i think it's easier for me to find the right people to that align with what wild stands for um but scaling that, absolutely, it's something that I'm thinking about at the moment. Like, how would I bring more people in so that we could? Because ultimately, my objective, one of my objectives is to help as many women and non-binary people in the UK, and actually loads of people in the US want to be part of it. But how, how am I going to scale that, mm-hmm. but keep the same values and the mission alive and make sure nobody feels unsafe? because ultimately then if that happens we become the oppressor and that's not one doing that <laughs> that's why when I see like businesses grow super duper quickly mm-hmm. and it's a personal brand I always like one how are they doing that and two how long is it going to last like
0: Growing at that scale. Is that
1: sustainable or are they gonna have a huge turnover of members? Because like I've I've had members of Wild since 2019 and we're 2023 now. That's a long time for a membership to have members. And I think that just goes to show how safe and comfortable and how seen and how heard people feel at Wild.
0: So indulge me for a moment. Yeah, go on. Let's say I'm not gonna put time on it, but let's say. <laughs> wild goes international
1: international baby well we have had one member from LA I'll have you (laughs) know
0: and but international to the point where you need a marketing team of at least like five people in each country or region that it's in yeah what would your brand guideline tone of voice stuff look like to explain I want to go with to explain a tone of voice like how are you crafting this inclusive tone of voice and writing it on paper for someone who may not meet you to understand
1: yeah it's a, it's a really good question I think honestly what would have to come first is what's important to the community so basing it on um rather than like when I'm communicating if I'm doing your scenario so if I'm talking to a marketing team Mm -hmm. they probably already know about like why like what wild is but in terms of like how to um communicate to potential new audiences yes there's the basic like wild is this Jess is this blah 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 but the tone of voice needs to make people feel safe um represented heard seen Um, included as in however you turn up, you're welcome. Like, you're welcome at Wild. And I think then going deeper into that, for them to spend time in the community would be, like, Mm -hmm. non-negotiable. They would have to understand what it's like to be in there, right? They have to. People that are doing my marketing now are members,
0: Oh, you're, 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 you're beating the capitalist in me because <laughs> what I'm hearing is that you've got a new hire and they say on average a new hire takes like, what, three months to be beneficial. Yeah. I feel like you're adding another month to that.
1: <laughs> That's okay. Oof. Why does it have to be fast? It's not been fast so far. But And how much, like, how much growth does one need? How much money does one need? You know, I think there's a limit and I think, uh, I talk about this book a lot, uh, Beautiful Small Economy, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- uh, Small is Beautiful, something like that. And that talks about how there's a point where it tips over into not not intimate anymore. Like you lose all the values, the way the staff feel, um, the way the company runs. It tips over into Amazon, which is a machine. No one gives a shit about anyone. It makes money. Done.
0: So, in guess instead of a probation period, I guess it would be four months of cultural, in, in, not indoctrination, but indoctrination is the word I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, because we are a cult.
0: <laughs> but we're not, I do, we're I do not. It's not a cult. We uh, <laughs> legal disclaimer: Wild Care Working is not a cult. Um, I do think that's interesting as a concept, where there's a separate month of just pure in the community before you are as an employee. Like I'm thinking if I was, if I was coming on as a copywriter for wild and I know the brand and I, One, knowing a brand externally, and then you're going into working for them, you have a level of expectations. You're Mm -hmm. probably thinking, we've had this with clients before, where we see their stuff, and we're thinking, oh my God, they probably have all the brand guidelines, they're probably really on top of it. Then we go in there, and we're like, this is a shit show. They're like, we put the
1: logo on everything in the (laughs) bottom right-hand corner, and uh, we've got it on a Word file, not in a PNG,
0: or whatever it is. But you go in, and it's a whole different experience, but... When you go in, you're expected to reduce content and produce these things instantly. And I'm I'm kind of liking this idea of there being an element of community engagement in your first month
1: mm-hmm.
0: to really understand the tone of voice, really dive in there. And then your I don't like the word probation, but then your probation starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. Okay, okay. So so I'm joining the wild team. I'm in Texas. And my first month is just all wild everything. I go to all the sessions. I meet all the community. I go to the, pl- just all wild everything. I wear the merch every day. <laughs> I love
1: how the view of world for you is massive. I am loving, I am living for that.
0: <laughs> You're like, Listen,
1: yes, it's all over the world. We've got merch. <laughs> oh, if okay. we
0: are going to the extremes of shifting, the networking tone of the networking tone and the networking vibe and fully influencing it. We need to combat the leggings and $50, 10-pound lattes. So therefore we need to be in spaces to give people options. And see I've already started using the royal we because you're coming along for the
1: ride, whether you like
0: it or not. (laughs) I need to rock up anywhere in the world and find a wild. But I also love envisioning this because it is that double-edged coin when it comes to inclusive language, where when people start it themselves, they don't think about scaling it, and then when they scale it, they don't know how to explain it. Yeah. So the fact that you're you, thus far, you're you're having people come on board from the community, they have a base understanding, and yeah. then you're adding to that rather than completely from scratch.
1: Yeah, and it's it's, it's quite hard at the moment in terms of like you know, if Pauline is writing something for me, I have to, not very often, but I might have to edit it. And I think sometimes when you do want to be like this inclusive space, and I want to be kind, I want to treat everyone with respect, of course, I'm always like, do you mind if I just change? But I, I'm confident with what our tone of voice needs to be. And so that needs to be very clear. theres um, I, I think what I'm trying to get at is that, even though they would have like a month, I, mean, I love that I'm living in this scenario now, even though they would have this like month of getting to know the business and like that's that affects change as well, right? The way that we would do that is got to change from within, it can't be like, yeah, we're going to change this over here, but we'll still function like a normal office and we'll still function like the normal corporate toxic, awful places like, no, <laughs> I'd rather not have anything going on than become the issue. Um but there, but there's still levels to that, that like, I would still want to be um, seeing um, the creative and I'd still want to be involved in social media. Um, I don't want to hand all of that over because then it becomes something else. However, like maybe from all my lessons that I'm learning, maybe I create something new and that becomes like more of a team approach to a community or whatever but as wild as it is at the moment I just love spending time working like in wild I created it because I had the issue of feeling alone and now I've I've got like a load of lovely people around me who get what it's like to be a woman in business but also yeah kind of has the same view of the world does make not completely the same. that would be weird. <laughs> but mm-hmm. as in, you know, we don't have turfs, which, you know, is a bonus. Um, but yeah, I think it's the same. If you're going to scale the business, you're going to bring people in, I would tr- treat them just as I do with um, members is that I talk a lot about what we're about. And if mm. someone doesn't like that, then they're unlikely to apply for a job. And, and I would like to think that I'd end up surrounding myself with managers who really truly believe in Wild and in me. I think that's the um, challenge I think you quite often have with team members is if it's a personal brand, mm-hmm. they don't believe in you and what you're trying to do.
0: They can't market for it.
1: You're screwed because mm-hmm. you can't trust them either. Like, mm. you, you need someone to be like... Uh, why don't you ask Jess to do that? Or like Jess would know the answer to that if they're like, you know, everyone in Wild and everyone that works in Wild would mention each other's name in a room of opportunities. And that's the type of team that I would want to create as well. Like there's collaboration over competition, because I'm rubbish. At, I'm not even competitive m- with myself.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shift that for our little our our game.
1: Okay. We're gonna make
0: we're gonna make a campaign inclusive okay um and now I'm thinking your favorite I'm being very sarcastic right now because people who are listening are not looking at my face your favorite social platform <laughs> LinkedIn
1: oh China. Yeah, actually,
0: to, this is useful because yeah go on. okay your favorite social platform LinkedIn wants to do a partnership campaign with wild.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and it has to incorporate both brand values and it has to give both vibes Mm -hmm. or you have the option to let's see I'm trying to think of a completely well I'll I'll give you another wild version you have the option to launch while in Texas okay right so I can
1: choose either LinkedIn or Texas yeah Love I love that you think I hate LinkedIn that much. And <laughs> I do. I do. Um, <laughs> I'm tempted I'm
0: by Texas. Have you been to Texas by the way? I just picked a random state in America.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I think Queer Eye is um, filmed there.
0: All of our education on Texas is based on Queer Eye. I love it. Are you going to Texas or are you going to LinkedIn? You don't LinkedIn. Know? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, okay. Yeah, okay. LinkedIn.
1: Because it would be good for me all right okay it would be a challenge it would be out of my comfort zone and it actually it would be really good for the business because it makes sense for me to be there but I every I'm getting a pain here from talking about
0: it oh gosh all right so scenario LinkedIn has approached you and they're saying hey we want a brief to show how our partnership has come together like LinkedIn sponsored wild and they want to they want to be like yes LinkedIn and wild have come together we want a brief. It can be. I'll give you the option to do a newsletter, any format you want, or it mm-hmm. can be video. Okay. What 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 are you pitching, and how are you making LinkedIn feel more inclusive?
1: Yeah. So I think that. Oh god! All of the ideas want to burst out of my brain. I can't even talk. <laughs> I would love LinkedIn to once to do a campaign with Wild, Even mm-hmm. though I hate LinkedIn, I would absolutely love it because I'm not the only one that feels like this about LinkedIn and that is missing out on opportunities because LinkedIn feels like a corporate environment that we've escaped. It just mm. does feel like that. And everything that people tell me and talk to me about when we're talking about LinkedIn, They say exactly the same as me, where they're like, it just feels like a stuffy office full of awful people in suits that aren't listening to me. They're all just talking about themselves. And let's be honest, that kind of is what LinkedIn is. So what I would love to do, and LinkedIn, if you're listening, this is my pitch to you. (laughs) LinkedIn and Wild should work together to change the business landscape via the virtual online office which is linkedin and it is awful but wild will inject a vibrancy inclusivity a safe space somewhere to have fun and somewhere to talk about business without the fear of judgment because i think that's the main issue with linkedin is that people are terrified of saying what they think about themselves their business other businesses because everybody judges everyone so much on there whereas on if you want to talk about it on Instagram you know that either someone's going to scroll past because they can't bother, or they've looked at the pretty picture and they're not that bothered about reading whereas LinkedIn you have to have this opinion how about we forget about the opinions and we forget about the judgment and we just have fun talking about ourselves without judgment um our businesses celebrating how brilliant business can be if we just turn up as ourselves
0: mic drop i've imagined it the virtually wild office yeah. um, Way better LinkedIn. Than LinkedIn.
1: basically wild is a better version of linkedin
0: no we're not going to say that <laughs> the virtually what? wild office sponsored yeah. by linkedin yeah. where mistakes are welcome we laugh we smile we turn up in our pajamas but we just we get shit done when we feel like
1: yeah, we're just completely ourselves. However, that is on
0: that day. Mm. I was avoiding saying uh, "authentically sells" or "turn up as yourself" because I was like, maybe that's leaning too much into the thingy voice. But we can even add a tech element on it and Go be on. like, virtually wild in VR or AR. One of the R's. I <laughs> Why would you suddenly turn into Darren Milker? <laughs> like this. <laughs> It's my campaign voice, is when I start imagining it.
1: It's so subtle.
0: <laughs> when I start imagining it, I literally start seeing oh, it in my head. God
1: in
0: VR. <laughs> and I have imagined you walking in, right. the shot is on you, and you're in a suit.
1: Right.
0: All right. Yeah. Your suit, you got your glasses on and mm. hair pin back, everything. Mm. And then you look to this dude, he's in a suit, he's grey. And then you spin back to camera yeah you roll your eyes you rip the suit off and you kind of step in to the VR AR space and everyone's laughing
1: there's comfy sofas it feels like like I'm rebranding at the moment and the kind of brief that I've gone for is a modern day madman but women are in charge because it needs to feel soft and smoky and comfortable but powerful and musky and like not blue and shiny and silver and white
0: so all those colors are banned yeah so you step in and it's it's soft but Mm. there's these sprinkles of business everywhere so there's like there's a screen and there's a spreadsheet on it but people are laughing why is there a spreadsheet on the screen they're doing finance and then there's a coffee machine. <laughs> sorry, I get really serious about my campaign. Bridge. Sorry,
1: I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Is the coffee machine... Is, the- is a coffee machine business to you?
0: Y- yes. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell I've never worked in corporate? A coffee machine and a water cooler.
1: Like a coffee machine in corporate. You get granulated bloody coffee and a kettle. Sorry. Hi.
0: how far cozy do you want to go is there going to be a shot that pans on yoga in an office or are we not doing that why
1: why okay Okay. like that's weird no or like oh look that's how you can do no
0: (laughs) okay we'll cut we'll cut the yoga the yoga's not included but
1: because we're veering into leggings and
0: and lattes see it's infiltrated my brain I can't see and that's where the coffee machine so we're sticking with you roll your eyes to camera right walk away from this dude rip off the suit step into the wild virtual co-working space everything is bright colorful but people are working but smiling but not cheesy smiling yeah um there are people laughing and we span to the board and we're like, what are they laughing at? Thinking that they're just watching something funny, but it's actually like they're talking finance. They're talking, right. you know, there's a business yeah. element, but it's not serious.
1: Okay.
0: Um, And then we pull back out and across the screen, it says something like. Working can be wild. You don't have to do it alone. Nice. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Okay. I okay. like And obviously we sprinkle in a diverse bunch of people. That's that element. We represent who is actually a,
1: this is what a CEO looks like. Anybody.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. With campaigns, I do think of it as a sprinkle and sometimes people don't. They do. I I like to start in the mindset of it being a sprinkle of people Mm -hmm. because it means that, you know, you might have a bunch of things, Versus the other way, when it's too rigid a call for people, they then go, oh, shit, we need a black person now. And it's like, that doesn't feel...
1: Yeah.
0: Sprinkle well, feels a little bit chaotic. There's a black
1: person, there's, a, there's someone with a hearing aid, there's a wheelchair. Yep.
0: Yeah, like tick, tick, tick. Yeah,
1: those are normally the three,
0: aren't
1: they? Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I love it. There we go, LinkedIn, give me a call. I promise I'll start using you at some point. <laughs>
0: I love how this podcast is becoming a secret call out for all the jobs we want. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me, Jess. This has been amazing. It's so beautiful to hear the intersections and how your content and marketing represents the community you've built. Let the people know where they can find you on the internet.
1: Best place to go is on either the website, which is wellcoworking.com or Instagram, again, Wild Coworking, um, there I turn up as myself, obviously, <laughs> as opposed to pretend me. Um, but I, I'm there all the time on Instagram pretty much. Um, and the website is a really good place to just find out about all different aspects of world. So like membership, but also the advanced business support, um, why I started it, uh, about our members, all of that website is probably best, I guess. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. We'll have all those links in the description or wherever you're listening slash watching the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and continue to make marketing inclusive.